What's going on, y'all? It's your boy Jared, the host of the Land Your Ledger podcast, giving what you need in news and interviews. Today on the show, I got two very interesting people who work in the real estate game. I got Anitra Preston and I got Elvis Moore from Berto Capital Us. Thank y'all for joining the show. No thank, problem. Thank, thank you for having us, Jared. Thank all you. right, all right, all right. So let's um, get into this real estate game. Everybody's real estate market has been very on fire since the pandemic. Um, a lot of people are trying to get into investing and lending. And these are some of the individuals you can get partner up with or get lending from. So let's. Oh, double intro. So uh, <laughs> let's get into this. Uh, so let me start with uh, Anitra. Why did you get into a real estate? Um, It was really it was natural for me and um, very intentional. Um, I was surrounded um, by people that had rental properties. So I really, I thought it was normal to, to start investing in real estate. So um, I knew that I didn't want to be in corporate America for the rest of my life. Um, and I knew this in college. So I actually saved money. Um, I saved my um, student loan money. Um, Home Depot matched it. And that, that source of income or is when I started saving. So I started saving well um, in my college years and immediately after graduation, after graduating from Xavier University, um, I purchased my first property in uh, 2004. All right, all right, that's what's up. Mr. Moore, why did you get in the real estate game? For me, um, I used to research a lot on YouTube in college and uh, Realist, I found a guy, Robert Kiyosaki. He wrote the book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And pretty much immediately, I was, it grabbed my attention to, to get into real estate fresh out of college at the age of 22. And to take care of my family, that was the goal, to take a, find a vehicle to take care of my family. All right, that's great, that's great. So, uh, so tell me this, how did you all meet up? Um... <laughs> It's, it's, it's really, it's funny. I had a property um, that I, I didn't want. Um, I was scared of the property, actually. It was in a really tough, tough neighborhood. Um, I started calling bandit signs. Elridge had some signs posted around the city. Uh, I told him about this property. I was literally trying to give it away. Uh, didn't want anything for it. Um, he said uh, he made me, an, he made me a, a, good, a good deal on it. A good offer on it, and he made good on his promise. Uh, and he came back and and gave me uh, the proceeds in which he said that he was going to give a few weeks later, and that's how we met. All right, cool. You were, that's how you remember uh, Elge. <laughs> yep. Um, and then I, I think the relationship gradually grew because we used to always share our ideas and things we was learning and and. And not like not often you find people who is an open book. So, you know, just having that abundance mindset made the, you know, the relationship grow stronger. All right. Cool, cool, cool. 
So why vertical capital? Why, why why create that business? Why create that LLC? Why become a partner with this, with each other? So so we actually had a, a we had a, we've been in business since uh, 2017. We had a different business model then, um, where uh, I'm also a real estate agent and uh, Elridge was a wholesaler. So we married the two businesses together, uh, and we worked under. Uh, Pressmore States Group then, um, where he would do a lot of marketing for wholesale deals and all those deals that were not wholesale deals, we actually turned those into listings, right? So we're kind of learning how to capture both sides uh, in that particular case. But I think, um, like he said, we share a lot. So when I got into real estate in 2004, I always knew that I, I wanted to be a lender. And I think that's the similar story with Elridge, right? So um, when the pandemic hit uh, in 2020, uh, we decided to pivot Press More by creating vertical capital. We had some extra cash that was sitting around. And our philosophy is money sitting at a bank or just sitting around is dead, right? It's just dead presidents. It's not doing anything for you. Um, and thus vertical capital was born. All right, all right. So, um, can you tell people a little bit what is vertical capital and why did you, um, what type of services do you all have? Okay. Um, so basically, vertical capital is a, it, it's more than, right? It is a financial holding company. Um, and what I mean by that is we, we, we're diversified more than uh, just the real estate investment homes. Um, we have about 4.1 million in assets under management. That's property and cash. Um, right now, we um, we we purchase businesses. Uh, we recently purchased a digital asset um, business. Um, we've been asked by our peers in California to start uh, loaning money on the personal side. So personal loans such as debt con uh, debt. Uh, debt consolidation, um, home improvements and stuff like that. So we just started that about uh, last week. So that's kind of like in a little pilot stages for us um, as this well. And then in addition to uh, earning some owning commercial property as well. Um, but vertical capital uh, for the purposes of what we're pushing right now is we're pushing the real estate investment loans, right? Short term, four months, six months. Um, more of the bridge product, right? So where you have a as uh, a property, uh, you want to purchase the property. We're doing light to small or no rehab. Costs can be included in that. Um, for us, the timing is of, of essence, right? If you can get in and out this deal within four to six months, um, ideally, um, and it's a great deal, um, ideally where we're going to more than likely approve you for the funding because we don't do any tra credit checks, background checks, um, we're not looking to see um, if you're credible um, to even pay us back. It's all based off the asset. All right. Yeah. A lot, when I've heard it for the first time, that was a that was the crazy process. I think I took the room off and all y'all said y'all process. Um, El, do you want to talk about the uh, all the information that you need from somebody who's interested in lending from your organization? Um. Yeah, you can visit um, verticalcapitalus.com. Um, 
our Instagram vertical capital, Twitter vertical capital, and our personal is Anitra at verticalcapitalus.com is our email address. And mine is Elridge at verticalcapitalus.com. You can reach us, apply for, for a loan, and we can get back to you in 24 hours. Right. And, and I, I like that uh, the 24 hour turnaround. A lot of people, a, a lot of people surprised about that too when you say 24 hours as well in the West Bank Hub meetup. So uh, let's uh, take it a step back. I think I got a little ahead of myself. My question is so, um, Elridge, you from the wholesaling game. Um, can you tell people a little bit background about what is wholesaling? Because a lot of people aren't familiar with that. Okay. Yeah. I started wholesaling back in 2015. And essentially, it's just, Flipping, flipping a contract. So, for example, if you get a house under contract at fifty thousand, you have equitable interest, and you can sell your contract to an end buyer that's looking to buy and hold the property or fix and flip the property, and you can sell your contract for ten, fifteen thousand. Um, and I was able to do over a hundred wholesale deals within a four and a half time period, um, and it. Get, I gained a lot of experience, met a lot of key people who we're currently doing business with today. So that's pretty much what wholesaling is. All right. Can you talk about um, the process of wholesaling? Can you break down like a wholesaling deal? So it start with the marketing. Um, like Anitra mentioned, uh, you know, I was doing bandit signs when I first got started. Then it went from cold calling, bandit signs. Ringless voicemail, SMS text messages. So it starts with the marketing. And then it goes to the inside salesperson where they have to funnel all of those leads that come in. So once they funnel the leads and can determine if the lead is a hot lead, we would set an appointment for, you know, a, like Anitra, she was going out on appointments and making offers to these sellers at, you know, 70 to 60% on a dollar. And then once we get the property under contract, we will sell it to a end buyer. And the way we sell our properties, we email blast it to our email list and text blast it to the text messenger list. And then once um, we agree on a number, um, we sign an assignment contract. And then we will take the purchase contract and take the assignment contract to a title company. And we work with Gulf South Title and we will instruct them to do an assignment. And then once title is clear, you could go there and, and pretty much collect your check. All right, that was a good, that was a good breakdown right there. All right, so let's go to Anitra. Since you have a you know like licensed real estate agent, can you talk about the process of becoming a real estate agent? Um, yeah, I think it's pretty simple, right? You can you you go to a real estate real estate school or real estate class. Uh, I think I went uh, Donaldson. I believe it's ninety hours. I can't remember what it you know what it is today. I think I had to do complete ninety hours. Uh, you do that so you can sit for the test. Um, sit for the test, pass the test, um, and then you look for a broker uh, to park your license with. Um, once you get uh, park your license with the with the broker, I believe you got to get uh, some ENO insurance. Um, which the LREC offers. Um, oh, what, is, what is that? What is, why, why would you need insurance? Uh, errors and emissions, right? You want oh, to, errors and emissions, okay. Yeah, so you want to get some errors and emissions insurance. Uh, and I believe the Louisiana Real Estate Commission um, offers that. So it's pretty easy to, you know, it's not something you got to go out and, and search for. Once you um, 
get uh, licensed uh, and you sign up with a broker, um, get busy. It's time to start marketing, marketing yourself uh, and getting out there and deciding if you want to be a buyer's agent, seller's agent or both. Or property management, whatever, you know. Uh, okay. All right. Cool, cool, cool. All right. Um, so let's go back to Brittle Capital West. So you all got together. Uh, and we came from wholesale background. You came from real estate. You came one. Um, so let's say I'm a, a new person who needs lending, a new investor who's interested in real estate investing. Um, can you like walk through the process? Like what, what I need done? I, identify the property. What, what do y'all need from me? Primarily what we need is a contract, right? A contract, okay. You, 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 you got to show that you are seriously interested in purchasing a property, right? So we would need a copy of your contract. Um, we would definitely like pictures of the interior and exterior. Um, and this is how we underwrite it, right? We want the exterior and the, um, interior photos, um, your contract. Um, what's your exit strategy? I want to know what do you plan on doing it, doing with it? Um, also, do you plan on increasing uh, the value? You're going to do any renovations and what are those renovations and what are the costs? Um, and fourth or fifth, um, just what are you asking me for? What's the total amount that you're asking me? Once I look at all of that, um, once I get all that information, I'm going to go on to MLS and I'm going to start pulling my comps, narrowing it down. I'm going to make sure that one, I'm going to really make sure that if you're asking for the cost or, or some renovations cost, I'm going to see if your number is realistic, right? Um, what you tell me tells a lot about your experience. Um, we had one last week um, where the property is 1,824 square feet. The property looks like it's been vacant since Katrina, right? So it needs a full rehab and it has to go through the entire permitting process, HVAC, electrical, um, closed in wall inspections. It's gonna have to go through everything. Um, and the, the candidate was only asking for, what was it, 50,000 Elridge? Um, this the house in New Orleans East? Yeah, this is the house in New Orleans East. So he was asking for 130,000 total. 7 75,000 on the purchase. 75,000 on the purchase and then the difference was in the renovation costs. Well, immediately that that's kind of like a red flag, right? Because you are coming in at about 45, 50,000 on an 1800 plus square foot house. Um, I'm looking at it on MLS and when you list it, you're probably going to be one of the bigger ones that sold within the last 180 to 365 days. Um, so that kind of told me a little bit about his experience. Not that it was negative, but in this instance, we had to have a conversation with him um, and let him know that, hey, your costs were a little bit too low. Essentially, you were, you were saying you could renovate a property for $35 a square foot. That doesn't really make sense in today's environment, right? With inflation driving up the cost and then he's saying that he can get it done in six months um, not knowing that New Orleans is backed up on their inspection process, right? Um, it's taken them almost, what, 30 days just to get to an application yeah. uh, for the permitting. So those are some things that, you know, as a new person, I, I don't expect you to know that. But at the same time, 
you know, we're willing to work with you and work and work through those processes with you, um, you know, if, if you allow us to. Um, Vertical Capital is not a transactional company. We're a relationship company, right? Um, the majority of the loans that we've uh, loaned out so far year to date is repeat business. And that's what we want. We want to grow with our investors. Did that answer the question? I think I went off on a tangent, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> but it's pretty simple. I just, we just need a contract and some photos, your exit strategy, and, and what you plan on and how much you need, right? And once you once you get all that to me, that, that's a complete application in, in my eyes. And mm. we're going to get to work and see what we can do, right? Okay. All right, cool. Yeah, you answered the question. My bad. I was on mute. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> So, uh, Elwood, let me ask you this. What what would be some reasons that an applicant would be denied? Um, so just like Anitra just explained, uh, if the numbers don't work, um, we, we are asset-based lenders, and the numbers definitely tell a story. You know, so if, for that same example, if a purchase price is 75000 and the rehab cost is 50000 is you $45,000, $50,000 short on, on your rehab. And also you, you probably $40,000 you 40, overpriced with the purchase, on the purchase. So that loan would be denied. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We're still, we're still gonna make the offer, but the likelihood of, and in, the likelihood of the real estate investor being able to meet the down payment in that particular situation is, not really likely, right? Because yeah, we're sure. asking, we're, we're saying, hey, on on the purchase, the most we can lend on this is thirty thousand, right. right? And if you're on the contract for seventy five thousand, that means you got to come to the table with forty five thousand, just to purchase it. Just, just to purchase it because your numbers are are, are yeah. His okay. numbers, his numbers was just off. You know, the deal, the deal didn't work. You know, and we didn't want to insult him by making that offer, so that's why we called him. You know to have that conversation with them. Okay. You know that's good. I like I, I like how you read it. Instead of just sending a deny email, or, um, yeah. Something like that, you called them and told them, and you can work with work with the numbers yeah. for the deal. Okay, I like that. All right. Well, we actually we have a question. Hold on, let me uh, post it right here. All right. Thanks, Cleo, for watching the show. Is funding available only in the state of Louisiana or other states as well? Right now, j just in Louisiana. But we plan on going nationwide. Um, we are a young company, probably seven-month-old company. So we plan on going nationwide, but just don't know just yet. All right, cool. And uh, to open you all, open your company, did you all have to get some type of certification or lending certification? You, you want me to answer that? Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> no. Um, the way we structured it, uh, we structured it so we could get past some of the SEC laws and things like that. But um, most lending companies, they do have to go through like SEC approval and things like that. Okay. So you, so um, why would somebody rather go through you all for lending instead of going through the traditional right through a bank? We we have a bunch of benefits. I, well, I need to see you want to answer. Just <laughs> Time in if I'm missing anything. Yeah, go ahead, Owens. All right, so we have a <laughs> we have a bunch of benefits. It's, it's no credit check. It's asset based. No proof of income. Um, no track record needed. 
Um, and also going through a traditional bank, you know, they're they going to check your, your bank statements every single month. They're going to pull your credit credit score every single month if it don't close within that month. Um, and also you have to have big income to get approved from a bank. You know, it takes a lot um, to build a relationship with a bank. And Anitra and I is currently doing that as well by bringing in an equity partner on a bigger project we're doing. So well, go ahead, Anitra. Yeah, so so I think you, you got to weigh the, the question. The question really is, is what's the cost of not doing business with vertical capital? How many deals are you letting go because you cannot get the funding? And more importantly, you can't get the funding on time. Um, Elridge and I, being investors, we know the importance of getting the deal closed and getting it closed without delay on our part. You know, we've gone through the traditional financing and we've had deals hold, hold and hold and hold until the bank decides to say, hey, you're clear to close. That can take that can take 30 days. That can take 45 days. That can take 60 days. We were in the middle of a, 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 a refinance the same week COVID hit. Like we were we were literally waiting on uh, a closing date. Everything had already finalized. Mm -hmm. Penny Mac stopped everything and we had to wait on what another 40 days? Yeah, yeah, it was crazy. It was like you had to wait another 40 days. So you gotta ask yourself, what's the cost? What is it costing you not to do business with vertical capital? And um, go ahead. We, we we close um our track record, we've never delayed a loan from closing. If the title is clear, we got a call today. Someone's title is clear next week. We're ready to close next week. We had we had one, what, last month? Where the, guy, the title was already clear. Um, we just needed them to put insurance in place um, to, you know, to secure the property, of course, to secure our interest, uh, insurance in place, and we're able to close. So what's the cost? of not doing business with vertical capital. And to add to what Anitra's saying, um, like being in the, on the investor side is, speed is very, very important. You know, um, most of the time we're dealing with seller, sellers who are dealing with something, dealing with certain issues and, and, and speed is important. And I think on um, vertical capital, you know, we can get deals done extremely fast. That's cool. Uh, that, that speed piece, yeah, that's very important because uh, when you go into the bank, you go through the underwriters, uh, the loan for officer people, the finance. Yeah, it's it's a long, drawn out process. I agree. So, so if, um, if someone comes to you for a house, do you all have to give an appraiser? Does it need to get appraised by you all? No, we're not. We're not requiring a, a, the property to be appraised right now. Um, mm -hmm. We do have a small inspection that needs to be done. Okay. But, but right now, as of now, no. No. Okay. All right. Cool. All right. All right. Since y'all, y'all, y'all new startup, um, y'all been in business for a while, but y'all been in the real estate game for a while. So, what are like, any challenges, roadblocks, um, with y'all business? I, I don't. It's that. That's a really good question. Um, I, I think we we've been entrepreneurs for a while, right? Um, so roadblocks are expected, right? Um, we kind of, kind of got an idea what those things may be. And, and I believe that we are prepared for them. I believe we're going to still have some, 
coming up in, in the near future. Um, but they're just challenges, right? Uh, and at the end of the day, uh, Elridge and I, whenever we face a challenge or a roadblock, we sit on the phone. We may call each other three, four, five times a day, and we just ask ourselves, how? How can I? How can I get this done, right? Mm -hmm. We've been blessed. Um, I think one of the big things, too, if you, if, when you're in real estate, we've been blessed to where we have a network, a resource of people that we can call and say, hey, have you ever gone through this before? Mm -hmm. And what was your experience with it? And sometimes we pay for that as well. Sometimes we, sometimes we pay for that. Yeah, we pay for that a lot. Yeah, I like that answer. So, uh, all right, that's a, that's a good segue to my next question. So, if uh, anybody wanted to get into you all field, doing the same thing, the type of business you all doing, or close to it, would you recommend them to either go to the school, get into some type of certification? or just pay for a course to learn on their own or follow follow someone like you off from internship, what would you recommend? So, so I would recommend um, gain some real estate experience first before you start lending um, because you have to be a good steward to your capital partner's money. Um, and, and, and I feel like the, the, how to mitigate risks is, is your experience in education. So like I would start on the investor side before I, even think about lending. How about you, Anitra? Yeah, I, I agree um, with Elridge. Um, you know, a lot of people, I mean, I don't want to say a lot, but, you know, you, you may have some cash hanging around, right? Um, I'm sure. Uh, and, and you can make a small loan or a large, you know, whatever you, whatever that size that you feel comfortable with. But it, it's, 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 it's easy for, for me to give someone some money and say, hey, go buy this property. Hey, renovate it. But the second part of that is being able to financially structure the deal where you are not putting your money or any capital partner's money in the riskiest position, right? So that takes um, education. Um, you know, I bumped my heads a few times already. Um, and that also takes... Uh, some financial literacy. Um, and when I, when I say financial literacy, I'm not talking about in the traditional sense, right? So there's going to be some extra um, uh, into that. Uh, one is learning how to think like the bank thinks, right? And we could get into that. That's a whole, that, that's probably a whole different podcast, right? <laughs> but learning how to think how the bank thinks and that and that's meaning not putting your money in the riskiest position and learning how to structure deals and be creative on, on structuring deals uh, is key as well. All right, cool. I, like the, I love those answers. Um, so let me ask you this. Since, let's say somebody's new into the real estate game. Um, what would you all say would be some do's and don'ts in the real estate game? Because a lot of people... Like how people don't want to just jump in and get a real estate property, get some rental income, or try to do a flip, uh, but they don't have no clue at all. But they just going off what they see on YouTube, social media. Um, so, what do you all recommend? Some do's and don'ts. You want to take it? Yeah. So, 
I, like I said on, on another um on a in the West Bank, um for me, um one, if you have a job, don't quit it. <laughs> don't, don't, don't quit it because you gotta look at your job as uh as as a contributor, right? Your that job is contributing uh to to your fix or your flip or whatever, or or your real estate business, whatever that may be, right? But the number one thing I think what a lot of people miss is um, reserves, right? Um, whether you were in a fix and flipping and you know it's a, a small or minor construction, whatever you budget for that, you, you need to over budget for that. And you need to have those reserves ready and available on the side already, right? The second thing is if you're doing fix and flip, again, reserves, right? Um, you know, a lot of people, panicked uh during uh, covid people weren't paying their rent and all that kind of stuff um you know for me and outreach we didn't it was it was no sweat right uh we're prepared and we're ready if someone is unable to pay their rent for six months and there's a moratorium that we can't you know move on to the next to the next renter or whatever so you need to have some reserves um and, you know, you might not have six months reserves, uh, but you need to have something. You shouldn't just go in a deal dumping all of your 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 capital into that deal and rolling the dice because um, anything can happen. Yeah. You got the, uh, anything else you want to add, Average? Um, do's and don'ts, like... It, I feel like it's a it's broad, you know. Like okay. if, if we if we was thinking just in the fix and flip aspect or the buy and hold aspect, I would say, um, you know, if you first, if you're just getting started, bring on an equity partner, um, because I believe that reduces your risk. Um, and you don't have to bring on an equity partner for your whole business, but you can bring on an equity partner for just the deal, because. Um, you know, let, let's just say you don't have much money, but your your partner, your friend, you know, have, have some money, you know, and you just have the knowledge and experience, the know how, you know, um, and you combine the two, you know, you could you could really do something, some business, you know, um, just be resourceful. You know, resource resourcefulness is key, you know, um, definitely starting out when you don't have much. But I guess that's my my two cents. OK. Cool. That's good answers. So um, can any one of y'all give me like an example of a real estate deal? It could be lending or selling or in the process of flipping a property, anything like that, or even having own a rental property. Um, can you give me an example of how a deal went bad and were you able to recover? Um, so I, I could talk about uh, the warehouses we bought. So we bought two commercial warehouses in the Marini area. Um, if you're familiar with the Marini area, it's probably like two blocks from the river, um, one block from, from Elysian Field. So this is a really, really great area, right? Um, and we haven't, we still in this deal. We, we haven't completed it and in, in fully executed our exit strategy. But I, I just wanted to bring up this deal because I mentioned equity partners. We brought in an equity partner to reduce our risk in to gain um like a relationship with with our bank you know by doing this deal and bringing this this high value person to this deal it 
increased our network. We were able to do a big deal, and we also um, created a relationship with a bank. Okay. So that's the deal I wanted to talk about. All right. How about you, Anitra? Um, the question is basically the real estate deal. Is anything going bad? Is that? Like pretty much like if you was in a real estate deal or you was in the middle of a renovating a house or you were trying to do a flip, anything, anything that came up bad, how, how did you resolve the issue? Because so, because you always hear all these horror stories. I'm in the middle of flipping a house, and you find out you got infestation, termites, or something on that. Like anything, anything negative. So this probably happened to me around 2000. This is one of these Katrina houses, so maybe around 2006. Um, I was in the middle of um, a renovation, and I only budgeted uh, for the just just a few rooms right and then the entire back half of the house fell because of termite damage mm -hmm. um so the whole house from the back um was exposed um but again i bought it really low so as far as uh, monetarily it wasn't a, a headache for me um it's just that i didn't want to do a whole new rebuild of a back of a house, right? I just didn't want to do it. I mean, I mean, from the ceiling all the way down to the pillars, it were it was on a. Um, but I had a really good framing team at that time, a really good construction crew. Um, we were able to back up, get it all framed up uh, within like a day or two. Um, really scary because um, what you call the little people, the the permitting people, the guy <laughs> drove by the next day. And he was like, man, you have a really good crew. I was getting ready to violate you. I was coming <laughs> back today to violate you. But because you got the because you got the framing back up in less than 24 hours, I'm going to go ahead and let you slide. So wow. that's like the worst thing that ever happened to me. So I got one that, that happened to me that um, this was a deal that I lost money on. Like, this was the only deal that I lost money on. Um it was a deal with seller financing. So it's very, very important to drive a house at night, not just go to a house during the day. You know, so we, we, we did this deal. We put like $9,000 down um, and we was going to pay the seller like $400 a month for a five year term. And the property was currently probably collecting about $1,000 a month um, through Section 8. And pretty much like the next day after we closed, we drove by it at night. They had to have like 15 guys outside. <laughs> you know? so, so like the next day I, we, we called, we called the, the title company, called the seller. We were like, look, you can have this property back. <laughs> <You know? laughs> it was a trap house, huh? Yeah. So, so yeah, like, it's important to, to drive the house, the, the neighborhood at night during the day, making sure you're not in like a war zone or anything. Uh, yeah, that, that's that's some good examples. That's some very good examples. Um, so you all are running a business. You all got a lot of clientele coming in. Um, what type of technology do you use to utilize to run your business? To all to assist y'all run your business, I should say. Yeah, we we use a number of things. Um, Mailchimp is is very very important with our database we send out a weekly newsletter um we 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 have this this text messaging platform you know definitely social media 
um, a lot of Zoom calls, every like CRM systems, you know, line what's, two. What's a CRM? So people might not know what CRM stands for. Okay, it's a customer relationship management software. So pretty much when all of the leads come in from people that are applying for loans, we use it to track all our information, um, to manage the, the clients, to see when the, the loan is due, um, to see the date we made the loan and things like that. Just to manage is a complete overview just to manage all of the current cu customers. And we also use um, scorecards. We use Google Sheets in Excel a lot for scorecards. We created our own calculator. So it, we use technology a lot in, in, in with Vertical Capital. Okay, what's a, what's, a, what's a scorecard? So a scorecard, we track all our numbers. Um, we have a master scorecard. We have a master Vertical Capital scorecard, and we have individual scorecards for our capital um, partners. Um, so pretty much, for instance, in our capital partner scorecard, Let's just say they they partnered with us with a hundred thousand um, dollars, and we made a loan of sixty thousand. We tracking that. What was the total loan amount? A hundred thousand. What was that? What was the amount they, they invested? Sixty thousand. Um, what was the sales cycle from the time they they made that investment to the time they got their money back? What was their return? So all of those numbers are tracked in the scorecard, which we keep track of weekly. And another important metric to us is, is how long the money is sitting unused, right? Again, I, I think I said that at the very beginning of the, of the, of the call. Um, money sitting in a bank is dead money. In fact, you're losing money. You're not, you know, the, what, what the dollar is today, what you can buy with a dollar today, is certainly not what you could, you know, what you're going to be able to afford Um you know, tomorrow, you know, remember I, when I was growing up, a pound of crawfish was 99 cents. That was a very long time ago. I mean, say that again. I said that was a very long time ago. Yeah, but I, I like to use that as an example because people like to say, okay, I'm saving my money. Well, what you saving it for? Because that one dollar that I used to go buy crawfish with, I don't think I could get can I get a half a pound of crawfish with a dollar today? <laughs> I can't. <laughs> it, it lost its value. So you just having your money sitting in a bank, it, it's it's losing its value. It needs to be out working. Um, so therefore, it, it can keep up with inflation. Right. Okay. But the goal is to beat inflation. The goal is to beat it, of course. Yeah, yeah. So what do you think is the biggest issue with people afraid to get into the real estate game because i tell people all the time like you gotta you gotta move your money you gotta invest in stock you gotta get some rental properties um get in crypto a little bit life insurance all all the things here assets over liabilities all that good stuff so why do you think people are so hesitant to get into the real estate game um i i think is is it all boils down to fear you know fear that get in any game honestly when 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 the area like you the space is is not like familiar to you you know is it's hard to 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 take that first step you know so when 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 people come to me and ask me for advice the first thing i direct them to is personal development you know because if you if you don't have your mind right 
and and the ability to persist through adversity, you know, is you you, you can't succeed in in any business. So I, I think it all boils down to fear. Um, but if once you push push through that, you know, success is definitely on the other side. Okay. How about you, Anitra? I would have to say that um, I would have to agree um, with Elridge. Um, fear, um, fear of not knowing what tomorrow holds. Fear of not having the whole puzzle put put together. Right. Um, wanting to know, okay, if I do this, then this this you know, trying to analyze, over analyzing how this thing should play out. And for all those who are listening. It never plays out the way you, yeah. you want it to, to play out. But um, you know, if you if you never take that step, then how would you ever know like right. what your potential is, right? Um, but I agree, it's fear. Um, and then over overanalyzing, wanting everything to all line up, and, and it'll never will. Right. And fear is just false evidence appearing real. There you go. Say it, say it again. Say it again. False evidence appearing real. I like that. Yeah, and you put it on a t-shirt. Um, <laughs> so let me ask you all this. So you all been in the real estate game for a minute. You got your bit, your joint venture together. Have you all had any issues doing any type of bit real estate deals, uh, being people of color? Have you had run into any issues with that? You wanna go first? You know, I, I can't say that I have. I can't honestly say that, oh, you know, I didn't get something or or I didn't or I didn't accomplish a goal um, because of my race. Um, I try not to. Um, I'm not saying it doesn't exist. I'm saying I, I don't believe I've experienced it. Right. Everything that I set out to do, um, I pretty much accomplished it. Right. Because, again, I always ask myself, how can I? Right. How can I be an asset? So before I approach something, especially something that's new to me, um, I'm looking to see how I can be an asset in that particular particular area. I do believe what we're doing um, with vertical capital um, being uh, some lenders. Um, I do believe that we're going to be far and few. Um, we travel to. Uh, a conference in a few weeks in, in Newport Beach, uh, California. And when we look around that room, it's probably going to be about 10 of us. Um, so is it maybe less? Maybe less. And this is and this is doing some research looking at the past events that they that 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 this um you know that this conference has put on and just trying to do that. So it's it. It's in the back of the mind, but it's not in the forefront, right? Right. Um, right. Just look at it as as a different hurdle, right? We're gonna we're gonna have challenges, we're gonna have hurdles, um, but at the end of the day, I really believe that if I position myself as an asset, then I'm gonna accomplish my goal. Yeah. How about you, Elvin? Um, not in a, a a direct way, um, but I would say I'm definitely conscious of it. You know, um, just with making certain decisions, um, and I can give you an example. You know, I, I've been doing Airbnb for since 2017, and just my profile picture, I changed my profile picture to the streetcar. You know, just because, and I saw my reviews went up just by changing my my profile picture. So, you know, I think 
you know, I'm, I'm very, very conscious of it. You know, even when I, sometimes I have to show up to the Airbnb and, 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 you know, get something for the guest, the guest is requesting, you know, something that the house doesn't have. You know, I introduced myself as, as Corey, the property manager. <laughs> you see? So, so I'm, I'm conscious of it. <laughs> yeah. So, like, so I, like, it's funny that, like, if, you know, if I wasn't a, a, a black male, I probably wouldn't have did that. You know, so that's my answer. Wow. Okay. All right. <laughs> you see Corey, the property manager. Hey, Corey, I never knew <laughs> Yeah. I never knew that, Corey. Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah. But that's, a, right. that's sad uh, to see, though. That's sad to see. <laughs> All right. So, uh, <laughs> so what what do y'all see the future of uh, Virgo Capital? Jeez. Um, that's a loaded question, right? Uh, hey, um, it, it could be short-term goal, long-term goal, however you want to answer um, we, we are looking to really grow and scale with, you know, within seven years. Right. And I think a milestone goal for us is 12 billion in originations. Mm -hmm. Pretty, 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 pretty steep. Right. Um, but again, I believe we can do it. I believe we, we have the foundation. Um, I believe we're gaining the resources, um, to get it done. Um, and that's kind of like where we see it. I mean, again, like I said, it's not just, um, a lending company, right? We already have other assets that, that we've acquired as well. Um, you know, we looking at this thing as a, as a, as a financial institution, a little baby Goldman and Sachs, if you will, a Blackstone, uh, yeah. something like that. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's an investment firm, not just a, a, a primary, uh, private lending company. So we invest in, in a number of di different sectors and, you know, with the velocity of money and being good stewards of, of, of the capital, I, I feel like it could grow, you know, compounding year over year. Um, so that's the goal is to be nationwide. And, and to be able to impact our community as well. You know, it's not about the profits for us. You know, um, Elwood and I talk about when they opening up a, a summer school, uh, for our kids, right, our, our local kids in, in, in the area to where during a summer school program, just like you would, um, a summer camp, I'm sorry, like a summer camp program, like you send your kids to summer camp, well, you can send them to our summer camp, and we're going to teach you everything about, about, about the velocity of money and compounding interest and, and, and how to lower your risk and, and what actually is an asset versus what is not an asset. So, that's a that's a long term dream of ours as well. Yeah. Okay. So pretty much like a financial literacy real estate summer camp. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Cool. I like that. I like that. Yeah. So I, I definitely want to get y'all to come um, talk to some of the boys, uh, mentor with a uh, Silverback uh, Society. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. So because I'll be talking about assets over liabilities of my stock real estate. So definitely need to get y'all in the room and talk to them. I'm gonna hold you to that, Jared. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh okay. <laughs> you, you don't know who you're talking to. <laughs> you don't know who you're talking to. Uh, okay. So I guess I guess I could go to my next question. So I guess besides the summer camp, are there any other activities or any groups you all are in that impact the community? 
Well, um, since we, we Anitra and I got together, um, we do donate annually. Um, we're 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 not a part of any community, but we do hold these toy giveaways and we donate to different um, organizations around the New Orleans area. So I hope I, I don't know if that was your question as far. Yeah, 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 that work, that work. Uh, yeah. Also, are y'all uh, in a uh, part of any type of organizations? Like, like how I met y'all. I met y'all through the West Bank. Uh, okay, yeah, uh, yeah. Real estate organizations. All of the real estate organizations we are a part of, like the West Bank Ria, the No Ria, um, the Covington Ria, the Hammond Ria. Um, anyone I'm missing? North Shore, North Shore Ria. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's about it so okay. far. All right, all right. Well, I think I answered all my questions. Um, I thank y'all for your time. I know we had to do, do this through a tornado warning. Uh, I saw the power clicking out in and out. Yeah. Uh, thank y'all for coming on the show. And trust me, I will be holding y'all. <laughs> Would you say you can come talk to these boys? I, I look forward to it. it. All right. Um, let the people know where they can follow you all. Oh, you know, I do have one more question. If somebody wants to be an investor in Virtual Capital, is there a process for that? Yeah, just reach out to us. Um, we, we can schedule a presentation for you. Um, and See if you like what you see, and and we can get going. It's probably a, a a ten day process, but we could do the 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 um, presentation, you know, right away. Okay. And does the investor have like a certain capital they have to put up, or they just something like, hey, we got this property, we got this deal, we think this would be a good fifty. That's how it will work. Um, no, we we we'll, we'll go through that in, in the presentation. Okay, um, I got you. Yeah, yeah, but. You know, we, we deal with a lot of high network people. Um, you know, we're not looking to take someone last dollar to, to invest. <laughs> I know, got you. Um, yeah. So that's it. All right. All right. Thank you all for coming on the show. So uh, let the people know where they can uh, reach you all, where they can follow you at. Where, uh, I'll be posting it right underneath y'all where I was talking. Um, yeah. You can follow us on Instagram, Vertical Capital, Twitter, Vertical Capital. Um, our website is verticalcapitalus.com. Um, you can follow Anitra and I personal pages, Anitra Preston, the, 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 yeah. the Anitra Preston, and my personal Instagram, Elridge Moore, um, and our personal names on Facebook. All right, y'all. I want to thank y'all for coming on the show. Um, y'all, well, listen, make sure y'all remember to follow, like, and share this video. Get this message out. Make sure y'all go visit verticalcapitals.com if you need any real estate lending in the game or any information in, in investing. Um, thank you all for listening. Enjoy your night. We out. Peace. Thank, thank you, Jared. Thank you. Thank you.